And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Minister of Agriculture reacts to the auditor's recommendations on preventing livestock diseases. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says his ministry will follow recommendations from the provincial auditor on preventing the spread of livestock diseases. The auditor suggests record-keeping of cases of livestock diseases need improvement and the follow-up should be documented in more detail. Stewart says he will follow through with the suggestions. The auditor found that we're doing a good job of preventing and controlling the spread of diseases, but she suggests that uh, we need to... uh, Uh, consistently summarize key information for each positive case and document support for the decisions that we make on these diseases and and the spread of them and better than we have and uh, we we agree with these recommendations and we're we are willing to continue to work toward doing better at documenting what we do and so you know uh, it's not that we're not doing the right thing but we haven't been uh, maybe doing enough paperwork to prove it easily to the auditor, so we agree. Uh, We're going to try to do better with that. The auditor also had an interesting area to talk about in slaughter plants. It says the 10 agriculture licensed slaughter plants are subject to more rigorous inspection standards than the over 60 health department or health ministry licensed plants and would like to see some kind of consistent approach. Your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, we are continuing to work toward a a unified meat inspection system uh, of of some sort. There's a a huge difference between some of the larger of the provincially inspected, the 12 provincially inspected plants and a substantial number of the uh, 60-some health inspected plants, which tend to be uh, largely custom slaughter operations, but with some over-the-counter sales as well. So uh, there's uh, huge differences in the volumes of the work they do and in the uh, uh, and in their marketing. The provincially inspected plants uh, generally are expected to mark to be marketing to the public, and uh, in general, the health inspected ones uh, uh, have not been. Although, like I say, there are exceptions to that. So it's it's a bit of an issue, and we're we are working on it, trying to find some sort of a system that everybody can live with. And with the varying size of these plants, it's uh, difficult to find one regulatory approach that works for everybody. But we are continuing to work on it. We've been doing this for two or three year now, years now, and we hope that 2018 will be the year that some final decisions get made. The auditor also suggests the Environment Ministry obtain wildfire prevention and preparedness information from industrial and commercial operators and update the list of infrastructure at risk. Two U.S. researchers have received grants of $10,000 each from Microsoft to improve crop production. Computer science professor Ian Stavnes will use Microsoft Cloud Computing Resources to identify traits related to plant growth, health, and yield. This is a grant for us to use the cloud computing infrastructure for Microsoft to analyze pictures of crops and trying to understand the health of the crops or pick up physical features of the plants automatically from pictures of crops. And when would these pictures have been taken? 
Yeah, so we're working on a larger project at the university here, and we've, um, over the past two growing seasons, have been looking at some of the research fields of wheat, lentil, and canola crops. So these are experiments being done at the U of S, and we're taking pictures of them with a few different techniques. So we're flying drones with collaborators at the College of Agriculture, and we're also taking sort of close-up pictures and time-lapse cameras. There are quite a few different types of pictures of crops as they grow, and we're, and we're using the building software to analyze them and then using Microsoft uh, computing tools for that. How ultimately would this benefit farmers? Yeah, so the main goal that we're doing now is trying to help provide more information to some of the plant breeders at the university. So these are plant breeders that are, are um, devising new varieties of these crops. So we're hoping to support them. And then eventually the farmers uh, will be able to see these new varieties that have uh, better traits that will help them um, you know, increase yield or improve uh, resilience of their crops. So the overall goal is to improve crop production. That's right. I mean, I think eventually, you know, some of these imaging techniques could be adopted by uh, producers themselves. So, you know, if they're taking pictures of their crops, they could use maybe apps on their smartphone or something to be able to get some of this information. And that's a bit of a, a longer term goal for the project, I would say. And how would this benefit farmers? They would have better access to information telling them when it's time to spray, when it's time to hope for rain, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. I think possibly better ways to manage management would be definitely one, one aspect, I think, yeah. The other $10,000 project will see computer science professor Tony Kuselik work to uncover the relationship between plant genes and desirable traits. He says finding the links between plant genes and favorable crop traits will help crop breeders speed up their breeding programs. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A John Deere compact utility tractor is being recalled in both Canada and the U.S. due to a safety hazard. Health Canada says the rollover protective bar at the back of the tractor can loosen and fail in a rollover accident. The recall involves tractor models 1023E and 1025R, about 380 of them sold in Canada between March and October. Feeder cattle prices across Saskatchewan were mostly lower during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says feeder cattle prices were down about $4 per hundredweight on average. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were lower in all weight categories last week. Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder steer prices declined between $1.98 and $6.21 per hundredweight. The largest price decline was in the 8,900-pound feeder steer weight category, and on average, feeder steer prices declined by almost $4 per hundredweight last week. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also lower in all weight categories last week. Feeder heifer prices declined between 62 cents and $2.85 per hundredweight. The largest price decline was in the 4 to 500 pound feeder heifer weight category. And what were the factors behind these changes? Well, Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were lower on general U.S. market weakness, with both the cash feeder cattle and futures feeder cattle markets lower last week. What were marketings? Canfax reported 20,386 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 29,471 head marketed the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were mixed last week. We saw the price of D1 D2 slaughter cows increase 30 cents to average $86.60 per hundredweight, while the price of D3 slaughter cows declined $1.20 to average $76.50 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers did move higher last week. We saw fed steer prices were reported to average $151.99 per hundredweight, and that was a price increase of $1.29 from the previous week. And what's happening in the U.S.? What are the factors there affecting the markets? 
Well, we did see the nearby feeder cattle future prices lower with the January contract declining $5.10 per hunterweight to settle Friday at just over $145 per hunterweight, while the March contract declined $4.70 per hunterweight to settle last Friday at just over $143 per hunterweight. Nearby live cattle future prices were also lower with the December contract declining $1.65 while the February contract declined $3.67 to settle last Friday at just over $118 per hunterweight. U.S. choice beef cut-up values were relatively steady last week with a small decline to average $206.87 per hunterweight. On the positive side, we did see some positive news on U.S. beef exports. U.S. beef exports for October were 85,885 metric tons, which was up almost 7% from September and up over 13% from October 2016. So overall, we're seeing some strong U.S. beef export numbers, which are good for market prices in general. Brad Marsignuk compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola fell 3.10 at 4.71.64. Oats rose 85 cents at 158.48. Number one red spring wheat gained $2.65 at $235.69. The rest were all unchanged. Durham 267.46. Feed barley 174.63. Flax 472.68. Yellow peas, 233.54. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up 6 cents at 6.11 and a half a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-5358 or Weyburn, 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, December the 13th. Last pre-sort of the year, 1,400 head in the sort, 400 cows and bulls, a total of 1,800 for the day. D1, D2 cows, 70 to 80, sales to 82, 83, D3 cows, 60 to 70. The cows are averaging 75 cents. Good bulls, 92 to 102, sales to 108. The bulls are averaging 99.50. Today in the pre-sort, feeders are selling higher in spots, but pretty much steady with last week. Some highlights on the steer side. 400 pound steers, 260. 500 pounders, 500 pounders, 239. 550s, 235. 650 pound steers, 224. My favorite pen, 700 pound black steers, 214. 800 pound red exotic steers at 202. On the heifer side, 400 pound heifers, 217. 500 pounders, 212. 550 pound heifers, 195. 650s, 192. 700 pound heifers, 180. We had some open yearling heifers here weighing 1,075 pounds at $1.64. This was our last pre-sort of the year, but this Friday, December 15th, bred cow and heifer sale and some cow-cap pairs, pairs. Sale starts at 11 o'clock. Total herd dispersal of Hugh Fair of Lumsden. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. Here's a little joke. Where does the snowman keep his money? In the snowbank. Hopefully he put a smile on some faces. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. 
Pam sold 7,100 house Tuesday, selling a range of 138 to 151 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 7,000 heads, selling in a range of 136 to 152 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 11 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2871. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.73 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets were down nearly $1 U.S. 100 weight in yesterday's trade, even as U.S. packers likely hit their largest single-day slaughter that was estimated at 468,000 hogs. Wholesale pork prices were generally higher yesterday, with the exception of the belly primal, which lost nearly 10% of its value and took the carcass cutout slightly lower. Lean hog futures opened near steady relative to yesterday's close this morning, but after the last two days of weakness, summer month contracts are down more than $2.50 U.S. 100 weight from a high that was put in two weeks ago. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high zero. Tonight, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the low minus two. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high 0, the low minus 6. Friday, cloudy, the high near 0, chance of evening flurries, and the low minus 4. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 1, the low minus 8. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 1, the low minus 5. Monday, sunny, the high minus 2, the low minus 9. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 5. Normal high is minus 8, the normal low minus 20. The sun rose at 8.51 this morning, it sets at 4.55 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan plus one, Saskatoon zero, Swift Current minus one, Weyburn plus one, Yorkton is zero. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's plus one, that's 34 Fahrenheit, west-northwest 21, humidity 77%, thermometer rising 101.9. Sunny in Moose Jaw plus two, west-northwest at 34. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy, plus one, that's 34 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.